I have found out beat news in depth for you. Good evening and welcome. This is Al Pete News in Depth, and I'm Greg Moralia. Well, this year, Sonoma County Pride celebrates its 30th Pride celebration, and the Sonoma County Pride organization is planning a truly special weekend, starting with a concert on Friday, June 2nd at the Grayton Casino, featuring singer-songwriters Billy Gilman and Steve Grand. Both of these talented musicians are with us tonight to talk about their music and to share a bit of a preview. It's all coming up next, right after your Outbeat Radio News. I have found Outbeat Radio News, your source for LGBT news from the North Bay and beyond. This is Greg Moralia with your Outbeat Radio News for the week of March 26, 2017. In Los Angeles, Raymond Mesa is hoping to become the first openly gay Latino congressman. The seat representing the 34th Congressional District was vacated when Xavier Becerra became California's Attorney General. Mesa, an SEIU labor organizer, grew up in the district and came out as a gay man at the age of 14. He worked on the successful Fight for $15 campaign to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour, and he's been organizing around economic justice since he was in college. Mesa said, quote, One of the values I'm running on in this campaign is that the district celebrates diversity. That's been really important to me. I experienced that in a really personal way when I came out of the closet, end quote. He added, quote, when I was in high school, there was no one who looked like me and who was LGBTQ, who was an elected official, end quote. Twenty-three other candidates are vying for a seat Mesa hopes to win in a special election that's happening on April 4th. And this week was full of stories about gay police officers. In San Diego, a gay man announced his candidacy for county sheriff. Doesn't sound terribly unusual these days. But in fact, it is. If elected, David Myers said he would be the first openly gay man to be elected to the office of sheriff in the United States. Myers announced his candidacy boasting 32 years of experience as a deputy sheriff in San Diego and is pledging to restore accountability, transparency, diversity, and community trust to law enforcement. Myers said, quote, As a commander in the sheriff's department, I've worked to bring smart, innovative, and effective approaches to fight crime, fighting for greater diversity in the department, fighting for a smarter drug rehabilitation program, and fighting for the equal and just treatment of all residents, regardless of their race, gender, LGBT status, religious, or immigrant status, end quote. And here in Santa Rosa, last Monday, Police Chief Hank Schreeder promoted Christopher Mehuren to the rank of sergeant. Sergeant Mehuren was hired as an out gay man as a police recruit. He attended the police academy at Santa Rosa Junior College and has enjoyed a very successful career, first as a patrol officer and most recently as a detective specializing in human trafficking crimes. He was the first openly gay man to be promoted to the rank of sergeant in the department's history. In addition to his work protecting our community, Sergeant Mehuren serves on the board of Face to Face. His partner Aaron pinned his new sergeant's badge on his uniform during a department ceremony. But it doesn't always go as smoothly for out gay men who serve as law enforcement officers. Former officer Zach Lemire filed a suit against the Elk Grove Police Department this last month for harassment, discrimination, and retaliation that resulted in his eventual termination from the department just before his probation was to end. Lemire has since been hired by another department in Northern California. He and his attorney will be on Outbeat News in Depth next month to talk more about his experience. 
And in Napa, the Napa Valley Wine Train hosted the annual Pride Ride last week. This year's event featured a special multi-course gourmet dinner prepared by Wine Train Executive Chef Donald Young that was matched with wines from local LGBT winemakers. 140 guests attended this year's Pride Ride, traveling from downtown Napa to St. Helena and back. The evening featured Pennsylvania State Representative Brian Sims, a well-known LGBT civil rights activist and the first openly gay elected state legislator in Pennsylvania's history. After returning to the train station, guests enjoyed a party complete with a DJ and go-go dancers. The Wine Train's Pride Ride was also a fundraiser, with a portion of the proceeds benefiting the Richmond Earnest AIDS Foundation, a San Francisco-based nonprofit dedicated to raising funds for AIDS services, hunger programs, and programs for underserved youth in the Bay Area. For a calendar of LGBT news and events happening here in the North Bay, go to GaySonoma.com. And for all the latest LGBT news headlines we're following, go to our website at OutBeatNews.com. For KRCB's Outbeat Radio News, I'm Greg Moralia. Outbeat Radio News, your source for LGBT news from the North Bay and beyond. This year marks the 30th anniversary of the annual Sonoma County Pride Celebration, and organizers are planning a weekend that includes a rally, a parade, the usual festival, and a special concert featuring our two guests tonight. On Friday evening, June 2nd, the Grayton Resort and Casino will host Billy Gilman and Steve Grand. The celebration continues in Guerneville on Saturday, June 3rd, with a rally at the Guerneville Lodge and a film festival that night. And then the annual parade and festival will happen on Sunday back in Guerneville at the Lodge. Now, if you're a fan of The Voice, you know our first guest. Last season, Billy Gilman's big voice wowed audiences from the very beginning when all four of the judges turned their chairs during his performance of When We Were Young. It was his return to the music scene, and he's here now to share more about his life and his music. Billy Gilman, welcome to the show. Hello, it's good to be here and and be hanging out. It's my pleasure. Well, we're really excited that you're coming to Sonoma County uh, to perform for us this June. Uh, You've had such a great success on The Voice, and I've been following your career. It's been exploding. Uh, Tony and I had the pleasure of watching you from the very beginning, that first time when you made those chairs turn around. Uh, (laughs) But... For our listeners who maybe didn't get a chance to watch The Voice and and watch your career sort of unfold again, this is your second entry into the music world. Tell us about your musical career. My musical career literally has been, um, there has never been a time where I remember I woke up one day and I started to sing. I've been singing literally since birth. Um, And when I was younger, uh, at eight years old, I met a vocal coach and learned how to sing correctly and she introduced me to some local people throughout my home state and I got you know comfortable on stage and that transformed into getting a record label uh, and a record contract signed record contract at the age of 11. Wow. Throughout those years you know it was a it was a whirlwind and and a few years after that mother nature stepped in and uh, went through the voice change and that was a really long long process. Um, My voice was a was not the easiest to uh, to transition over. It took a long time, uh, and I almost damaged it, which resulted in me having to go months without uttering sounds because mm-hmm. when the vocal cords were stretching, the doctors were like, you're going to ruin it. Um, so it took a long time. Here I am at 28 and uh, have just gone on the, this past season's uh, NBC's The Voice, and you know they had asked for a couple of years 
uh, for me to audition. And I said, no, no, no. You know, I was so nervous. What if America doesn't want to see me anymore? But this time I said, what have I got to lose? Why not? So I jumped in and honestly, I think it was the first time I ever was happy to be wrong. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, Mother Nature did you very well because your voice is just stunning. What was it like going back on that, getting back on that stage, though? I mean, it was an audition. It was sort of a live audition. Obviously, there were probably several levels to get to that stage. But what was it like for you to walk out there and not know if those chairs were going to turn? That was my biggest fear. But I always go back to so many people saying, you know, fear is the, the thing that will never enable success. You know, you're afraid of something, so you don't actually pursue it. And I thought, you know what? I come from a place when I perform and how I tell my story, I come from a place of honesty and humility. And I knew that the minute I stepped out on that stage and how I was to deliver this Adele song that I chose to sing as my first audition song, I knew that no matter what, I could be gone tomorrow, but they will know that I was honest with this with the delivery. And I just based it all on that. And I stood there and I took a deep breath and I said, here we go. You can't, you can't turn back and go, I don't want to do it anymore. You know. We're in the prime time of it, so. Yeah. And you didn't pick easy artists. Uh, you chose songs from Adele and Frank Sinatra and people like that who are tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave it up to me, I swear. Um, I started very young, like I said, and I started in country music. And throughout, as I got older, you know, at 8 and 9 and 10 years old, 11 years old, I was listening to country music because my parents were and country for me. I love it. It's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a genre that I'm very proud of. Um, you know, I, I grew up with it. So it's, it has a place in my heart, but I knew my voice suited way more than what they were allowing me to be. Sure. And that a great big pop ballads. I knew that my voice was going down that lane and I thought to myself, well, if I ever get the chance to really go mainstream again and, and have a shot again, I'm going to do what I want to do. And that was at the time Celine Dion because there were no Adele's. So every time I would sing a song, they always, they always automatically thought, Oh, you need to go to Broadway. No, I just sing big. That doesn't mean I'm going to Broadway, you know? And now I have people like Bruno Mars and Adele to say, I wasn't wrong, you know? Right. Right. Well, good for you. Well, also during that time when your voice changed, I would imagine that was also the time when maybe you discovered you were gay. When did you yeah, come I out? Was late. I was late to the party, if you want my honest opinion. Oh, very not late to the party. I've, I've heard stories of people coming out and coming to terms with who they are and what makes them happy very much later on in, than me. Sure. But um, I really was never, I never thought of myself in a dating mode, what I liked, what I didn't like, until I was in my 20s and I started to songwrite. Mm. And that's when I started to, you know, untangle me. I guess, if you will, because when you start out so young, you're told what to do, what to say, how to act, what to feel. You're kind of brainwashed. And and, and I never really paid attention. I really didn't. Um, and then when I was in my mid-20s, I really knew something was not correct. My path wasn't in the right lane. And um, around that time, I was producing some recordings. And a local demo singer out of Rhode Island did a uh, a, a number for me because I was away and couldn't record the song and whatever. So he did the demo and I thought, you know, I want to thank him uh, for doing the demo and support him. And so you follow him on social media, you follow everyone, you know, you want to support someone, you say, Oh, go shout out or go follow, you know? And around the time that I followed him, 
his best friend uh, had a birthday and he was having a shout out post to his friend um, who has been my boyfriend for three years. Um, so it's just funny how life goes down these paths and you have to really, in, in order to have any kind of success, you have to be 100% authentic. And it took me a long time. And the results of me becoming me are fantastic. I would agree. And I think that was one of the things that was particularly special about you on The Voice is that it, it seemed from the very beginning that you were very honest about who you were. And that, I'm sure, was inspiring for a lot of young people. Did you get any pushback from The Voice or were they supportive of you? They were supportive. They really were. Um, everyone was supportive. If anything, they were a little bit more pushy about it. And I said, no, I'm going to do it to where I feel my gut is 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 telling me that it's okay. You know, I've, the one thing that I've always had is an instinct, even when I don't want it. Um, and, and a gut that just is so right on the money and, 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 and you have to do, I don't know if it takes time to develop. I don't know because of how long I've been in the business. Literally I'm coming up on 21 years and I'm only 28. Mm -hmm. You just develop this sense of who, you, of, of what is right. Not necessarily who you are because that's, I didn't realize that till later on. When your gut has that little twinge, you know it's either right or completely wrong. And there were certain things they wanted to do, and I knew it was completely wrong for the moment. You know, because when I, I wasn't, I was telling my story, and, and I happened to be a gay artist and a gay person. But it's about the music. And when it comes down to being proud of who you are, that's when you stand up. But it shouldn't be the focal point, because it shouldn't be the focal point of anyone's life. You're there to sing and make and inspire people through lyrics. And if you're happy within your life, I think that only makes the lyrics that much stronger. So yeah, they were very appreciative. They were very on board with me, with me being who I was and, and letting me handle the situation. Not just that, not even just my 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 private life, but they I literally picked my songs every week. There was no coaching involved. The only time it really came to coaching was at the end when Adam wanted me to do my way. And I did not want to do my way because I was very nervous doing such an iconic song. I was like, oh, my God, how the hell am I going to do this song? That's automatically up for a comparison. It's Frank Sinatra. Right. Well, it was a good chance to take because it was a brilliant performance and it clearly paid off for you. And so your interest in music clearly has shifted. You know, you described being in the country realm when you were younger, and now you're doing these really, really big songs. As you look out ahead at your career, where do you think your passion is going to lead you? I feel like I feel like I did when I was eight years old, um, where there was no absolutely no fear. There's fears, but different fears. Like I was so scared because I thought country music was where I was supposed to go even as an adult, because that's where people knew me. I thought it would be an easy in, you know, oh, you remember me from back when it'll be great. But now that people just literally fell in love with where I was going on the voice, you know, they didn't have to vote. They didn't have to put me in second place. My iTunes didn't have to go to number one, but seeing how they fell in love with what I really am just made me feel like it's Christmas every day, literally, because for so many years, I would do what I was told, sing one voice, sing some Patsy Cline country song. And then I would go into my, my own private music room and I would belt out my heart would go on and all by myself. And that's just what I craved. And I just said, I really know. I know. I don't know when, but I know I will get that opportunity to do what I just crave to do. And that is just let it loose and let her fly. 
And um, I'm very happy that America fell in love with, with what I want to become. And, and that's what it is. You know, the Adele-esque, I guess, but Billy Gilman, Adele, the Celine, the singers that you really don't find anymore. And I'm lucky to, to have the discipline and the God-given gift to be able to do that. So definitely we're meeting with producers in LA next week. I'm so excited. And this producer has recorded so many songs that I've looked up to, which is very inspiring for me and, and kind of uh, like you sit back and you go, they're excited to work with me. You know, they're, they want to really sit down and, and develop this new sound. So it's, we're in a good spot and it's totally a spot where I don't want to change. I, I'm in my lane and I love that. I feel very confident and very at home. Well, that's the lane you should be in, right? Are you I guess gonna, so. are you planning to do any writing of your own? Yep, and and at the show, I do a lot of uh, original numbers. Of course, I do some great cover songs too. You know, I've always I learned from another singer who was very well known. They said, you know what? If it's a song that hasn't been on the radio for five years, you're going to bore them. Only put in a couple of your songs. You know, you want people to be singing along and having a great time. You know, an, a night of original songs could end badly, which is very true. So my show is very, very variety-filled. I mean, I do some country, because I'll never forget where I came from. You don't do that. But I do, I mean, everything from Celine to Bruno Mars to Cher in my show. It's, it's, it's a great, it's, I have to say, my band kicks butt. It's, they, they're so fabulous, and it's just a fun time. And, um, but yeah, I do some original songs that I've written and that I'm very proud of. And that will only get better, too, now that I am who I am, and, and I don't have to feel like I have to hide anything so the, once I get down the business to making this new record in the next few months of course there'll be some songs that they have in mind that they have you know in their piles but I hope definitely hope to have some of my my thoughts in there in the mix as well fantastic that'll be exciting to listen for Thank you. uh, you've been all over the country and probably played in some pretty exciting spots. What are a couple of the performances or a couple of the venues that have stood out to you as being the most enjoyable? Oh man, that's a lot. Um, one memory, one memory I always had was really neat. Um, it was my first arena. I had done an arena when I was really young. The success was there where I filled it. And to fill an arena was really neat. 11, 12,000 people that it was in Virginia. That was that was something I will never forget. Singing for Michael Jackson at the Madison Square Garden. That was a memory I will never forget. Um, it was remarkable and so on. I was so honored to be chosen. The finale, honestly, of The Voice, you know, um, to stand there with the orchestra on each side of me, the strings and the horns and the percussion and singing my way. And when I did my way, Adam said to me, he said, Gilman, I went Levine. And he said, I've let you do whatever you wanted to do. You've got to listen to me now. And I'm like, oh, no, what the heck is he going to make me sing? And he said, I really think you should do Frank Sinatra's My Way because you literally have done this your way. And I said, I can't do that. I, I, it's too it's too big for me. And um, he was persistent. And so I said to him, I said, okay, can I have a couple of hours to kind of find my own way through this thing? And he said, sure, do whatever you got to do. So I took it in my headphones and I listened and listened and listened. And I went back to him and I said, okay, I want to start the whole thing off acapella. <laughs> and he went, what? Uh, I said, yeah, I think that being alone in that moment, people will remember that it was Sinatra's, but they'll be like, what is he doing? They'll instantly forget to compare. 
So that moment for me on that concert stage with that orchestra singing that song, that was pretty neat. Um, so yeah, there, there are, there's a lot of memories that I have that I'm lucky to have. Awesome. Let's get back to the LGBT community for a moment. Uh, do you see yourself as an activist and a role model as well as an entertainer? I mean, we're in some pretty challenging times and threatening times around LGBT civil rights. We we really are. It's it's an interesting time. You know, I've always said that music transcends all our differences, and we become one, no matter who is hung up on what fact or whatever. But um, I have worked very closely with. Uh, the HRC and GLAD and uh, Zeke, one of my great friends who is the vice president over at GLAD. I mean, we're, uh, I'm reading bills that uh, I'm petitioning all of the time, um, whether it's bathroom rights, uh, of course, equality. There's a new law right now that I signed up uh, in protest uh, for rights for the citizens of Texas. Uh, so I will always stand up for me because that is me. I am under that umbrella. And uh, I am happy to lend my voice, singing or otherwise, to causes that affect the world. You know, it, 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 I mean, it's not the main thing, it, it affects us as beings. But it also affects the economy, our financial situation. You know, we, you know, are under an umbrella where we are um, sometimes ridiculed for being who we are. But we're also very successful, powerful people that aid to this world as people. And, uh, you know, I, uh, our success is the world's success. Great. Well, we need your voice. So thank you for that. So you're coming to Sonoma County to help us celebrate pride this year. I'm excited. I really am. And, I, and there's nothing quite like those crowds. I just think they are so much fun. Everyone is, is, is in a moment where they are who they are. And I, and I know I can, and it's so funny when I'm, when I, get on stage it takes like two or three songs to get comfortable you're nervous you know is your voice gonna even though i warm up i have all this process i do an hour and 10 minutes worth of vocal warm-ups and i do an hour's worth of rehearsal so i i have this whole process of warm but you never know if it's going to be there so you're always nervous and there's butterflies but after the second or third song you always calm down and then you can start to scope the room of people and i can just sense some kids even adults in the audiences um whether it be a pride uh, festivity or a regular show, I can tell by the way someone looks at me that they aren't there yet as far as maybe coming out to their parents or their loved ones, but they're there and they're finally free. You can just see the look on their face that they're in their, their moment. Um, and if they can stand there and, and look up at me and and think, okay, you know, I have a voice. You know, I'm 25 years old and I don't know what to do. And if, if I can stand there and inspire that child or that young adult or that adult or that man or woman, that's a that's that's a better win for me than any platinum record or or voice win. It wasn't about winning the voice. It was saying to people, a, it's okay to be who you are and to be never give up because this is where you can go. Whether it be a doctor, can't pass that test or you just can't get that audition. If you, if you go to bed at night getting so mad at your job or your personal situation, but you find yourself loving it all over again the next morning, that's who you are. That's it. You know, I would get so stressed about singing and, and get so upset and this is never going to happen again, but I would go in my music room and sing for two hours. You wouldn't think I'd want to do that since it's causing me so much grief. So, you know, I think I always help people realize 
that I'm here to fight for you. Look where you can go. You know, I came from a very, very, very conservative family. Uh, my father has a NASCAR flag on the flagpole. And uh, I have not met two bigger supporters than my mother and father. And it's fantastic. So when I get up on that stage, there's a whole bunch of thoughts. And I'm very honored to be a part of the 30th anniversary. That's a big, mon you know, that's a big occasion. And for them to feel that I um, fit that bill, I'm very honored. And I hope to bring a great show. And I hope that people will, will enjoy it and, and leave inspired, you know, and, and leave knowing that the good outweigh the bad. The bad are just getting more press. <laughs> right. Well, it's going to be an awesome weekend. And it's going to be yeah. tremendous to have you and Steve Grand there to celebrate with yeah. us. We couldn't Fantastic. be we couldn't be more thrilled about that. Tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about you and your music. Well, I just today this morning um, it's been quite a day of work, and I just uh, unveiled the new launch of my website. You can go to billygilman.com. Uh, there's more renovations being done, but uh, you can and at there there you can go to my Twitter, my Instagram, all by the click of a button. We just started my YouTube page where you can see all my performances of the voice. Uh, and a couple other behind the scenes. I just did a show and they recorded some of it. So there's a promo of me and the band and, and some of that. And so yeah, just go to billygilman.com and you can click in all the Facebook and everything. So easy. Perfect. Billygilman.com. And if you missed that, we'll have it on our own website at outbeatnews.com. It'll be right there to click on and you can follow Billy and watch his amazing career unfold right before your eyes. <laughs> you chose a song for us to listen to tonight. Tell us what it is and then we'll give our listeners a chance to hear it. Yes, um, this song is called Because of Me. Um, this was the song chosen uh, from Adam, and this was my first single as a pop artist. And uh, we went through a lot of songs to pick this one, and this was actually supposed to go on the Maroon 5 record. So I was filling some big shoes, and I was very honored that a song that's potentially a number one smash from Maroon 5, they chose for me. And uh, it is it is kind of a love song, um, but I am so thrilled at the outcome of it. I love the the uh, the the avenue it went. I love the the theme. I love the content of the music. It's definitely where I will be heading in my musical career going forward. And I think it's a wonderful hello again kind of a song. And this is where I'm going. So, what better song to choose than that one? Sounds like a perfect choice. Billy Gilman, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Congratulations on all of your success, and we will look forward to seeing you at the Great Casino in June. Can't wait. Really looking forward to it. I just want to be the universe Or at least as far as you're concerned Everything before me just a blur, just a blur I just want to be your wonderlust All the molecules that make you up Cause to me there's nothing else but us, else but us I don't want you to smile or shed a tear Ever hear you say love unless it's in my ear I don't want you to dance or have your heart miss a beat I don't want you to feel unless it's because of me Because of me When I 
put you on a pedestal Hope I don't become invisible Never felt more human next to you Next to you I just wanna be the universe It's the only thing that you deserve All I'm asking you for what it's worth What it's worth I don't want you to smile Or shed a tear Ever hear you say love Unless it's in my ear I don't want you to dance Or have your heart miss a beat I don't want you to feel Unless it's because of me I just wanna be the universe Or at least as far as you're concerned All I'm asking you for what it's worth What it's worth I don't want you to smile shed a If you're just joining us, you're listening to Outbeat News in Depth on KRCB Radio 91. I'm Greg Moralia. In July of 2013, a singer-songwriter from Chicago, Illinois, released a posted music video for his original song, All American Boy. The song told the story of a young man's crush on another man, and it went viral, now with over 6 million views, and it launched Steve Grant's musical career. Since then, he's traveled the world, performing most recently at Mardi Gras in Australia. And he's coming to Sonoma County on June 2nd as part of the 30th anniversary Pride celebration. Steve Grand, welcome to the show. Thank you, Greg. Good to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Well, we are so excited that you're going to be joining us for the 30th anniversary of the Sonoma County Pride celebration in June. You're going to be performing with Billy Gilman uh, at the Great Casino. It's super, super exciting for us here. And we've watched you online. I'm sure some of our listeners are familiar with you. But for those who aren't, give us a a brief summary of your coming out story and, you know, maybe a little bit about why Pride is important to you. Yes. uh, So a lot there. So I I really hit the scene in July of 2013 when I released my first uh, self-funded music video for a song I, I wrote and recorded called All American Boy. And it went kind of crazy viral. And so since then, it that's really launched me and it's allowed me to go around the country and even other parts of the world. I just got back from Australia playing Mardi Gras there, which is equivalent to, to pride over here. And, uh, I've, I've come out with the record since then. I've had one of the most successful music Kickstarters of all time. Uh, it's been quite an incredible journey. And I think it's, uh, just as it, it is a testament to the fact that you could be who you are, today and still have success in the entertainment world. I think it's also a testament to the fact that you could remain independent as I have and, and I've not gone with the label and you could have success that way. Uh, in regards to my, my personal life, yes, I, I'm a gay man and I came out, 
I I never know when to when to say I came out, but I knew I was gay when I was thirteen. My parents found out shortly after that, thanks to AOL instant message <laughs> chat. For those of you who could uh, who could remember that, and uh, it, I had a, a a long tough road with reconciling, you know. M- my family and you know my family reconciling me with their faith and it really took actually several years for myself and them to come around to the idea that you know I was going to be a gay man this is who I was that I wasn't going to change and that there wasn't anything we could do about it and you know that hey this isn't a bad thing and and this is uh this is actually okay and and totally normal so we've come a long way as a family I've, I've come a long way uh, on my personal journey, and now, you know, it, it's such a part of what I do professionally that uh, I I feel so so blessed and grateful to be able to do what I do. Yeah, fantastic. Has music always been a part of your life? Yes, I started playing piano at five. I started playing rock and roll with my brother, and we learned guitars when we were, uh, you know, around 11 or 12 years old, and I kind of started singing in in some bands in uh, middle school and high school, I was always hanging on with, with older guys. Kids my age never thought I was, I was cool. Um, but, but the older kids always thought it was cool that I was really driven and and wanted to do something. So, uh, I was a, a big, big nerd with long hair. Uh, and I just always wanted to make music and I, I did well in school, but, uh, ultimately I, I decided that music was going to be my path. So your first music video, which I I absolutely remember seeing for the first time, um, and it's a it's a beautiful song that tells a wonderful story, but it also shared with the world who you are. Did you plan it that way? Yes, I very meticulously planned every aspect of that song and that video uh, to reflect uh, you know pieces of my life and pieces uh, I thought would resonate with other people. It was a story that I wanted to tell since I was a thirteen year old boy. Uh, you know, having crushes on uh, men that didn't feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's a it's a beautiful piece, really a beautiful piece, and we'll put a copy of that video on our website at outbeatnews.com. You can go there and take a look at it if you're not familiar with the song. And you've done yeah. a lot with some other projects too. Uh, you've got a calendar out this year. Talk about that. Oh yeah, that was just something that I did for fun and for my fans. Um, you know, I I attempted to be a model years and years ago when I was nineteen, and so those photos have kind of been floating around for a while. And fans will print them out and then bring them to me and have me sign them, uh, you know, for shows. And I just felt that um, since that was something that they liked, you know, seeing me, uh, you know, mostly undressed, that I might as well update my. Uh, uh, you know, the, the photos, since those were, were getting so old. And, uh, you know, a lot of them, it was kind of the photographer's vision. So I wanted to do something that I felt was actually a little bit more me um, and reflected where, where I am at, you know, at in life. And, uh, you know, it, it's not so made up. It's not so so posed uh, and all that. I just, you know, went to the beach and grabbed one of my friends who is a, a fantastic photographer. And I just said, let's shoot and let's have some fun. So, um, yeah, the, the calendar was just kind of a fun last minute thing I chose to do, which actually ended up being a, a really big hit. I originally only was going to do one limited edition run. Um, but it sold out in a day. So I decided to make Good another calendar. <laughs> so I, I made a, an additional calendar with different photos from the same shoot and then sold, um, 
more of those. Fantastic. What a nice way to supplement uh, your music business. Great. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and that's the thing. And uh, I guess that's kind of what I, I, I've been up to lately as well. I've been taking people behind the scenes. They could check it out on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Steve Grand Music, or just search Steve Grand. Uh, weekly, I upload videos and it's always something to do with the behind the scenes work that goes into being an independent artist. So I think last week I showed people how I uh, update my EPK, my electronic press kit. I've shown people, you know, kind of some of the tricks I do in the studio since I have made my own, you know, actually built my own studio with my hands um, and uh, record in that. So, so yeah, I have, I have a very hands-on approach with everything and uh, I'm always encouraging people to, to find ways to supplement their income and, and find ways to make money in the music business because, you know, we see with, with streaming services, artists aren't making the money from the songs anymore. Right. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm, you know, some might say I'm shameless and I would say I absolutely am shameless. And <laughs> I, uh, I, I do want to, uh, you know, make money to support myself so I could keep doing this because I just absolutely love it. And I would have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm slowly getting better at money, but I still am just like a kid and I still just care mostly about, um, you know, having my, my vision brought to life in the work that I do in the, in the music and the videos. Well, sure. I mean, you're an artist, but every artist has to eat as well. And so I think it's really cool that you're sharing sort of your journey, but also inspiring young artists uh, by showing them how to do it on their own. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. Um, uh, I think with college tuitions just going through the roof, I, you know, people are always looking for these, uh, you know, how do I do it? What's the, the path? And, uh, you know, people want the path of least resistance. Um, and people are always asking, what do I do? What are the first steps? And kind of my, you know, few word answer to that is go, just do it. Don't Don't think about it. Don't you know, keep asking questions, but just go make music, get some software offline, you know, make some, some demos, reach out to other people and see if they want to collaborate. I mean, it's, uh, it's such a different world now. And if you are determined enough, uh, and, you know, and have, a you know, a level of talent and really want to do it, I believe that you can. I think I'm a, a great representation of that. I, I work my tail off and I've never had anyone, that has just, uh, you know, I wasn't discovered like Justin Bieber and, uh, you know, funded, uh, you know, very heavily. I, I really kind of just started doing this on my own and uh, it's it's been great. Yeah, well, you've certainly been successful at it. Um, and I'm surprised to learn that you have done it on your own. I would have thought you would have had a, a label behind you um, because you've got a lot of really great visibility out there. I would imagine that there's good and bad with that. I mean, the beauty of, of being on your own is you have control over everything that happens. Uh, the bad part of it is, is you're responsible for all that control, and it is a lot of work. Absolutely. And it took a lot of growing up. Um, you know, I was just 23 when this started, and I think that as a gay man who struggled with his sexuality, there were ways in which I was behind developmentally. I was still deeply insecure in a lot of ways. And then when all of a sudden you're on Good Morning America and CNN and all the blogs are talking about you, it, you could feel, um, you feel like you're under attack. Your body goes into that mode. 
um, that, that flight or, or fight mode. And so I, I struggled with that. I struggled with uh, having being inundated with feedback, both negative and positive, and, you know, especially the extremes on the spectrum. I, that was very difficult for me. But I've grown up, and I, I say that it, it, it really takes a stomach to be in this business and to do that. Um, and I've asked myself many times, like, Steve, is this, is this fun anymore? Are you, are you enjoying this? You don't have to do this. And I kept saying to myself, you don't have to do this. Um, but, you know, every time I've asked myself that, I said, you know, yes, it's worth it. And I found ways of, of coping and living with the things about it that, that may bother me and, you know, learning to focus and appreciate the aspects that are really incredible. Good for you. One of the really fun things that uh, you were able to do was to go on a date with one of the guests we had on our show last spring, Tanner White. He's in the U.S. Marines, and he reached out to you uh, sort of, I guess, on a dare, if I remember the story right. Talk about that. How did you find his invitation to the Marine Corps Ball and end up going? Right. So one day my social media just started blowing up and all these people said, you got to go to the Marine Corps with this, with this guy. He's so sweet. So, uh, you know, essentially Tanner White made this, Sergeant Tanner White made this video just asking me to go to the Marine Corps ball with him. And he posted it on YouTube and all the blogs picked it up and everyone was kind of, you know, egging me on to, to say yes to him. So about 24 hours later, I, I made a video response and, you know, after talking with my manager and, and saying, okay, do we have this date open? Uh, and I was open. So I said, you know, sure, let's do this. So I thought it was really awesome that he asked. I have so much respect for, for our troops and what they do. Um, it's not, um, it's, it's not easy what they go through, certainly. And, uh, you know, a lot of them see a lot of really, really awful things, but, you know, a lot of, you know, our, our freedoms, everything that is, is good about this country is totally dependent on having people willing to make those sacrifices. So um, I, I really give it up for those guys. We went to the ball and had a, had a really nice time. Great, great. Well, I know you made his night for sure. I remember him talking about that. So have you had a lot of LGBT artists reach out to you? And, you know, do you see yourself as, as a role model for young LGBT aspiring artists? I think there's aspects of what I've done and what I represent that, um, that certainly young aspiring LGBT artists could find inspiring uh, or, you know, or aspire to be. And uh, I would say that's great. I haven't been perfect. And I think in some ways that makes me, you know, a very real example of what it's like and what it takes to, you know, try to make it and survive in this business. What are some things that you think you have done that have been particularly positive or successful that you would recommend to want to be artists or aspiring artists? I think whenever I've really gone with my gut, things have gone better than when I listen to a supposed professional who knows better. <laughs> that has been my experience. The, the more heart I feel like I have in something and the more heart I have invested in the way I think something should be, I find that uh, any kind of compromise to that often you know, leads me dissatisfied with the result. So, for instance, uh, 
I turned that into a negative. I'm so, <laughs> such a <laughs> but um, but on on the contrary, all American boy, I had zero outside influence with that. That was something I got the f- the film crew together myself, and I laid out a very detailed plan for what I wanted to happen in the video and I I wrote the song and recorded it with my friend I had you know the time the luxury of time and and all of that to really get it exactly how I wanted and I had such a very uh, specific vision and I was able to carry that out without any noise Um, and so I would say to artists out there take advantage of the time where it's not crazy and loud and where maybe you aren't getting a lot of attention yet, and just really refine what you want to say. I didn't have the same uh, room for play after All American Boy went viral because any everything I have done since then, it's you know, uh, you know, to some degree, it's compared to that, and uh, it, you know, I'm also looked at as someone that that knows better now. So, you know, if I made something that was completely embarrassing and, and stupid, I would, <laughs> I would hear about it mm-hmm. rather than, you know, if I had uh, never done All American Boy in the first place. So I would say just my, my advice to young artists out there is to just go and play and make music and make mistakes and play shows that you're not ready for. Put yourself in situations you're not comfortable with. That, with, with. that was advice I got early on and I think it was advice that has really made me um, you're not ever going to feel like you're ready and you just, uh, have to put it out there. And I think uh, live performance is a great opportunity to do that. That's a whole nother dimension. Um, but even with songs and songwriting, I think it's, it's advice. I still wish I would hear from myself and take in from myself more. Uh, you know, I wish I had more, more music out at this point and I tend to obsess and change my mind about what I want to release and redo things. And, um, I, I encourage artists just to, to put out what you have and to move on to the next thing, move on to the next thing. Don't get hung up on every little detail of a single song. Um, just let it be a snapshot in time and move on. You will write better songs and you will write better material and whatever you think you have now that is is gold it may be but let it out there and keep writing mm-hmm. and i would imagine that that's one of the real advantages about self-producing is you get to make those calls and you're not a slave to somebody else's opinion about what's good and what's bad i mean you can really listen to your heart and know for you what's most important to put out there first that's true but it's but it's uh, the flip side of the coin it could also be a disaster for someone like me because um when i have no one reining me in i could uh you know then i i could never be satisfied and so that's why you know i encourage artists to also work with work with other people but collaborate you don't necessarily have to you know get a max martin level producer to tell you everything to do uh you know collaborate with people that are uh, at your level or better um and that's how you get better see what they do um but most importantly, just really push yourself to push work out there because it's a hard thing to let go as an artist. You never want to let go. Right, right. So you've obviously gained you know, a pretty significant presence in the public eye. Uh, you're doing some events, and, and our country is in such an odd place right now. And, and the movement, the LGBT movement, is sort of shifting from 
you know, exclusively pride and celebration to some protest and resistance. You know, what role do you see LGBT artists having in sort of being spokesmen for uh, LGBT civil rights? I think we all have, you know, the opportunity, the occasion, uh, and perhaps the responsibility to be our true selves and uh, in our music, in the way we express ourselves, in the way we live our lives and present ourselves. And honestly, I think that's always the most powerful thing that you could do in any movement, in any social movement. Um, showing that whatever group that you're advocating for, showing the humanity of that group. I think that there's a very long track record of, uh, you know, success in social movements once people have really humanized with the people that are actually part of that movement. Great. So talk about some of the things you've got coming up. You're going to be here with us in Sonoma County in June. Uh, what are yes. some of the other uh, projects and performances and, and activities you've got planned? Um, well, I'm going to keep working on my record, which I'm going to work on the rest of the day, and I worked on the last two days. Um, I don't, uh, you know, it's kind of like I don't, I don't talk so much about like every detail of working on my record. And I, I have a lot of fans that are always asking like, how's it coming when, when there's a date? I don't have a date for a release or anything like that. Um, I'm actually going to get on the phone with my managers and, and talk about a certain producer that I, I may want to work with. But, but other than, you know, the record that I want to come out, hopefully in a couple months or something, you know, want to continue to play all over the country, all over the world. Like I said, I just got back from Mardi Gras. I played in Australia, and it was the first time I played on stage with dancers, and they, it, was, it was a choreographed show. It was just, it was really amazing. Uh, I wasn't just hiding behind a piano or a guitar and singing. I had to, you know, be out there and be sexy um, and, you know, walk around and dance uh, with the microphone with, with other sexy boys. So that was a lot of fun. And that was the first time you you performed in that way. Yeah, yeah, I've never had choreographed dancers on stage in a live setting with me like that. Uh, and there were like flame, there were big fire plumes and <laughs> confetti constantly falling. It was uh, it was really an experience, and uh, hopefully I'll have video footage of up that soon because I I think it's really cool. I'm going to be in Provincetown. All of July, all of August, and the first week of September, I'll be in Provincetown. I'll be playing at the Art House from Tuesday through Thursday every week. Um, and I'll still be doing, you know, fly-out gigs on the weekends. But I'll be there. I played Provincetown for a week last summer, and it was massively successful. About sold out every show. So um, if anyone's visiting Provincetown, make sure you go to the Art House Tuesday through Thursday. And be a fun place to spend the summer. Oh geez, yeah. Oh, I I had so much fun, and you know, probably too much fun. Uh, so that that's going to be a, a really great time. And if people, you know, want to follow me on tour, people are always asking, you know, when are you going to play this place? When are you going to play this place? Uh, I would say follow me on bandsintown.com/slash/stevegrand. It's an app that you could download, and you could follow your favorite artists, and it notifies you when the artists are coming to your area, the artists that you like. So um, it's a great way to follow me, and you know it's not annoying. It only updates you when the artists you like are in your town. Great. And you mentioned your YouTube channel. Give us that address again, and then some other sites where people can go to follow you on social media. Yes. Um, so 
my YouTube where you can see all behind the scenes footage and live footage and all my music videos. I think I have like seven or eight music videos um, in these almost four years. It's uh, youtube.com slash Steve Grand Music. And that is my channel. There's a lot up there. There's like over 50 videos total or something. Um, probably more. Probably, maybe 90. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember. But, uh, and then there's my website, stevegrand.com. And shop.stevegrand.com is where people could get, you know, merch and CDs and my music and, you know, a mug with my face on it and posters of me and Speedos and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> very good. I'm sure those will be very popular with our listeners. And if you missed any of those links, we'll have them on our own website at outbeatnews.com. So I should also ask you, have you ever been to Sonoma County either to visit or to perform? I haven't, and I also haven't met Billy Gilman, but we've been corresponding through text for, I think, almost two years now. So it's going to be really cool to actually m meet him in person, and, uh, you know, he's he seems like a, a sweet guy, and, you know, we've kind of developed a, a bit of a friendship since we've been corresponding. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited to share the stage with him. It's going to be, it's going to be an awesome awesome show and i look forward to all you guys out there all uh, all the listeners coming out uh, to have a good time and come say hello i always say hello to everyone after my show everyone that wants to meet and take pictures or buy t-shirts or whatever um i i could be awkward so i apologize in advance for that but it'll be a good time <laughs> it's gonna be a blast and you brought some music for us to listen to tonight tell us about this song Absolutely. Well, with everything that's going on and with it being Pride season, I thought that, uh, you know, I would uh, share with you guys a Pride anthem of sorts that I, that I wrote of my own. This song is called We Are The Night. It's on my debut record, All American Boy, which you could get on iTunes and listen on Spotify and all the usual places. It's a song I wrote about our community, uh, the LGBTQ plus community, a uh, community I'm part of and hold dear. And I wrote this song when I was 21 and working at uh, a gay bar for the first time, and I walked outside, and I just felt this this rush of, of good, warm energy, the, the energy of the night, the energy of our community, and uh, the song is the result of that. Fantastic. Well, we'll take a look at it now. Steve Grant, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and again, we can't wait to meet you in June. Thank you so much, Greg, and look forward to seeing all you guys out there.
Tickets for Billy Gilman and Steve Grand in concert, sponsored by the Grayton Resort and Casino, go on sale April 21st. And you can find more information and get your tickets at Ticketmaster and the Grayton Casino website. And of course, we'll have more details about this special concert and this year's 30th anniversary Sonoma County Pride celebration in the weeks ahead right here on Outbeat Radio. Be sure to tune in next Sunday night for Outbeat Radio's Living Proof with Sharon Gold and Dr. Diana Grayer. That's at 8 p.m. and only here on KRCB-FM Radio 91. In the meantime, have a great week, and thanks for spending your Sunday night with us. Outbeat News In Depth is hosted and produced by Greg Moralia exclusively for KRCB Radio. Podcasts of our shows are available for on-demand play from iTunes, Google Music, and TuneIn. Get links and sign up for email notifications when new shows become available on our website at OutbeatNews.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for updates from Outbeat Radio News all week long. Thank you.